0: Um, Here at LGM, we actually use the ESV. The Bibles um, can actually be found under your chairs if you're here joining us. Uh, If you're not, obviously you could use a Bible app, um, whatever's most convenient for you. But it's Psalm 19, verses 1 through 6. Please use any translation that you're comfortable using. If you are able and you're comfortable, uh, we ask that at this time that you stand um, while we read the scripture. May the Lord bless a reading of his word. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words, whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which he comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of heaven, of end of the heavens, and is circuit to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Fantastic. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest speaking this morning. Um, Connie, as she, as she comes forward. Um, has served in a number of different capacities and has just been such a great blessing to our church. So let's just welcome her. I know this is kind of weird. We don't only do this church, but if we could just welcome her with a round of applause, um, as she walks up, that would be very great. You have a mic? Hello, I
1: didn't get a chance to check this earlier. I, I hope. Can you guys hear me? Is it working right, Mike? Okay. Thank you. Um, ah. sorry guys. That's my, uh, that should not be here <laughs> um yeah so good morning and hello again um I see a couple new faces so I just wanted to briefly mention my name is Connie we're legally Eden and um I'm currently a seminary student at the uh, Talbot Seminary School in um, California but just um, taking it online at this time um so I've been here I was here back up here just a little over a month ago um and I certainly was not expecting to be back up here this soon, but uh, Pastor Steve just had asked um, for personal reasons, and um, I just, for whatever reason, couldn't say no at the time. And so um, I just wanted to, yeah, help in any way I can and just be a servant of the Lord. So hopefully the message that I give would be encouraging to you just as much as um, it's been encouraging to me. Um, but before we bite dive into the word again, um, will you just pray with me? Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, again, for this beautiful day. Um, God, I uh, just especially want to give you thanks, Lord, for um, just who you are and um, for just what you have done and what you are just continuing to do in our lives. Um, Father, at this hour, um, I just, again, um, your servant, just ask and um, uh, ask just for your wisdom and for your courage and for your strength um, and for your boldness. To be able to speak your word um, and to deliver, God, um, just some of the things, God, that you have taught me over these past um, several months. So, God, um, I thank you again, and um, just we just offer this time up to you in Jesus' name. I pray, Amen. So, uh, today, oh, and I have to apologize. I, um, long story short, I had I had slides, uh, but due to some mishap on my computer, it just like pieces of it just yeah it just it it was it, i somehow deleted it i don 't i don't don 't even ask and I was trying to retrieve it and it just was not going to happen and so i um don 't have slides for you today I wish I did um, but hopefully i'll try to make it as entertaining or as short as possible so that I can you know have your ears um throughout these next however many minutes but uh yeah, so today I wanted to uh, discuss about power, and you know I was trying to think of a a more catchy or um, interesting or a heart throbbing kind of title but I just couldn't you know for whatever reason I think um, you know I've, I have done a lot of seminars in the past over the years and I personally would like to think that I had come up with a lot of creative seminar titles but for whatever reason every time I'm asked to give a message um, just the titles I don't know just doesn't come to mind maybe it's because I kind of pray about a theme and I just run with that theme Um, But yeah, so power is all I got for you, but hopefully um, the word will come to life and be interesting so that you can listen. Um, But yeah, because at the end of the day or at the end of the message, my prayer and hope is that you receive the message and are able to walk out of here being a little bit or feeling um, a little bit more encouraged and maybe confident um, because we serve a God who is so powerful beyond what we know and definitely far beyond what we can ever imagine. So... what about power, right? Um, well, that's, I guess, a question that I want to ask you, um, is when you think of the word power, what comes to mind? I'll just give you a couple of seconds to maybe think. Um, is it a person? Is it, I don't know, is it the president? Is it a CEO? Is it, is it your parent? Um, is it your sibling? Is it yourself? I don't know. Or is it a device? Um, I think for some time, you know, they always talk about technology and like certain device, whether it be an Apple device or Samsung device, devising that is the most uh, powerful device that's out there, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, maybe it's a device. Um, or maybe it's a superhero. And for those of you that know me, l- know my love for superheroes or at least the Marvel um, characters. And I don't know, maybe, and I know there's a lot of debate in like the comic world where they always argue about who's the most powerful superhero. So I don't know, whatever it may be. Or maybe it's also better to ask you, what do you associate the word power with? Um, well, <clears throat> I in, in while preparing, I started to get a little bit curious myself. And like I always do, I just Google it. I just type in power. And when I, when, when I searched for the word power, the first thing that popped up was... Um, some TV series that was, that came out back in 2014 called Power. I don't know if anyone's familiar with it. Um, I didn't recognize any of the cast members except for 50 Cent. <laughs> he, was, he was one of the main characters. And so I was, that's not really what I was looking for. So instead, I kind of asked Google a little bit more specifically. And I asked, what do people think when, when asked what Power is? And interestingly enough, um, the first page of links, uh, Kate was uh, either dealing with Religion, and there was one specifically about an article where one third of Americans do not believe in God of the Bible but do believe in some sort of other higher power. And then there were some other links that led to um, energy sources, which is obvious, um, and also, of course, politics. So then, you know, we just read through these um, first six verses of um, Psalm 19. Where does this Psalm passage then fit? in this whole category, a theme of, or theme of power. Um, but before we get to that, I'm going to, yeah, we'll, we'll take a sec to get, to get there. There are various passages, in fact, um, stories in the Bible that do talk about both directly and indirectly of God's power. I think we are all very aware of that. And the power of God is often associated with the word almighty. Um, and in fact, the almighty is the one, is one of the most common terms Um, in the Bible for God. But with that said, what about omnipotence? Um, I think it might be, you may know the word, or you may have at least heard of it once in the church or in some sort of Christian kind of conversation. Because, well, omnipotence is one of the attributes um, that we also commonly use to describe God, because we say the all-powerful God or or the almighty God. So while almighty and omnipotence appear to mean the same thing to describe God in a way, It's worthwhile to know that almighty usually speaks of God having power over all things. And omnipotent is generally taken to mean that God has power to do everything or anything. Now, the reason why I'm talking about or I'm kind of taking a detour or a longer detour to get to this passage um, is because the understanding of the almighty God and the omnipotent God both draw on the connection to creation. Um, meaning that it links God closely to him being the creator. And this psalm actually sings about God being the creator. And so in this passage, there are two key creation elements that, are, that the psalmist is referring to. Um, but first, I wanted to also quickly note, the subheading of this psalm says, To the Choir Master, a Psalm of David. Um, out of the 150 psalms, 55 psalms include this title, uh, To the Choir Master. And we commonly know that psalms are either poetry or prayer, but psalms were also originally put to music. So we have the lyrics, but we don't have the tune. Um, So you can kind of think of it like that, like our our worship music that we kind of sing. Luckily, we have, you know, well-talented instrumentals, um, people who can play that lead us into worship. But yeah, with the psalms, we just have the lyrics. And so this then seems to emphasize when it says to the choirmaster that um, it emphasizes public worship, and, and we know that public worship occurred because in the time of David and Solomon, specifically in First and Second Chronicles, they do have references of public worship. Um, and then also there are also several authors that you know make up the Book of Psalms, um, and, it, and so while this does say a Psalm of David. Um, it sometimes it necessarily doesn't mean that he is the author, but it does mean that it has a Davidic theme to it. So I will, for that, I will probably always just be referring to this as the psalmist rather than a letter from David, which is okay too. Now, the uh, passage now then can be viewed into two parts. Um, first, verse 1 through the first part of the verse 4 is regarding the skies. And verse 4, the, the last half of verse 4 and s- through 6 is referring to the sun. Um, we know that the, the psalmist is referring to creation here because in the footnotes of the ESV, I'm not sure if it's, it should be there in, in your copy as well, ESV translation, it points, to, it points the sky above mentioned in verse 1 to Genesis 1, chapter 6 through 8. You don't have to turn there, but it reads this. And God said, "'Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, "'and let us separate the waters from the waters.'" And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven. So from the very beginning of this passage, the psalmist, passage meaning psalm, the psalmist opens with the declaration that God is creator. And also, um, when it it mentions that the heavens declare the glory of God, the glory of God includes his wisdom, um, his worthiness of honor and worship, And it also includes his power. So the psalmist continues in verse 2 through 4a. Day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. So in other words, the declaration of God's glory here, um, his power is continuous day to day night after night. It's continuous. And this declaration is not only continuous, but it also is heard throughout, throughout the earth and to the ends of the earth, is what these verses are saying. And then starting at the end of verse 4, I won't, um, well, I will read it actually. Verse 4 through 6, it reads, in them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, bridegroom leaving his chamber. And like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. So, what is it really talking about? The psalmist here d- describes the sun in a dwelling place, or a tent specifically, and it compares it to a bridegroom leaving his chamber. A chamber here um, is actually meant as a marriage tent. Uh, because in, in in the ancient Near Eastern time or the biblical times, um, this is where the bridegroom spent their first night with their their bride. And so, thinking of that, the description of the bridegroom then leaving his chamber after his first night is a picture of joy. It's a picture of joy, and that sun as it rises, and that the sun as it rises and sets declare declares the glory of God and His power with joy to everyone. Um, so with that, so that's it's a very brief, I mean, and very straightforward interpretation. But so what? Um, <clears throat> and and I would like to draw your attention to Romans one eighteen through twenty. Again, you don't have to turn there, but Romans one eighteen through twenty reads, or it tells us that God's invisible attributes are actually revealed through creation, or in creation. And um, I, I found a commentary. I was reading through some commentaries. Um, and, I, and I think this specific one really captured the essence of this passage. And it says that nature and creation are meant to lead us to God as creator, to see his perfection, his glory, and that includes his power. So I, uh, several months ago, um, there's a Netflix documentary that I saw. And it was, um, it was called The Challenger. Um, The the Final Flight. I don't know if you guys have ever kind of come across it. I I encourage everyone to watch it, though. It's really fascinating. But after I watched this specific um, documentary, I kind of got lost in this whole, like, phase of, wanting to see like I just started watching every single like space documentary that was out there or you know how it shows you like the recommended kind of list of documentaries if you watch one and I just got kind of I don't know it was like a black hole I just kind of went in and saw all the ones that were out there and so I tried yesterday I was trying to look for the one that I'm trying to reference here but I couldn't find it for the life of me I just everything was all jumbled in my mind and so I couldn't find it but there is this one specific scene that I remember and it was where this group of astronauts was um, flying past and around the moon for the very first time. So this was before, you know, the first landing on the moon. And as they are flying around the moon, they, you get to see, and I'm sure you've seen this on National Geographic or whatever or through movies, like space movies, um, when you go around it, you get that little kind of like crescent moon-like view of the Earth, and I, I really wish I had my slides, <laughs> but um, you have this view of Earth, and in this documentary, they capture that very first moment these astronauts get this view of Earth um, from you know from the moon from the di- from that distance, and one astronaut I don't know exactly who it was he actually begins to he has you know he's come he's talking reporting back to the command center. And the first thing that he reports back is um, he, resp- he recites Genesis 1.1. And he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And he kind of goes on to a, little, a couple more verses. But as he was reciting these verses, I'm hearing their recording, you know, their live recording of what he was saying, and then also the visual of what they were actually seeing um, like from the command center it gets at that time. And just seeing that alone, for some reason, it just gave me the chills. And I almost even got a little teary-eyed. And I I, I know that I can't imagine what those astronauts were actually feeling, but I think seeing through that little kind of screen that I had and the words of Genesis 1-1, it really just struck a chord with me, and I couldn't help but to just acknowledge God because I just had no other excuse. And I I kind of wonder if you've ever had that kind of similar experience when you see, you know, God's creation or of nature of something that is just so, just breathtaking that just makes you speechless. And now I, I know that, you know, we don't, we can't just pick up a spacesuit or rent a space shuttle and fly out, although I I hear that there is gonna come a time, you know, where ordinary people like us have, can have the experience to go out there. But we certainly do and are surrounded by it, right? We just don't really recognize it or are so numb to our surroundings. And so while I was preparing for this uh, specific message, I started to look through my old photos that I've taken um, over the years because I love to hike. Um, there's just something about nature and especially the mountains. I'm more of a mountain girl rather than an ocean girl. Um, like I'm not a big fan of deep waters. It's actually kind of tr- like very frightening for me. But height, um, although it's, it's scary, um, the elevation, just being at the top, it, um, there's just something, I don't know, there's just this thrill like, about it for me. And, you know, I I looked through pictures of when I hiked the Grand Canyon or, um, if you know, the Shenandoah Mountains in in Virginia, um, Lake Tahoe in California, and some random, you know, mountains that I've hiked in Korea. And um, seeing that uh, and thinking back at these times, I realized that the reason why I always seek out um, hiking places and especially mountains, like elevated ones, is not to get to the top and get this like grand view, um, and and feel like a conqueror, thinking that you know I can, you know I can just tackle everything that the world comes at me. And I, I mean, if you get that, like that's totally fine, right? And, and I know some people are like that, and they need that kind of motivation, and that's great. I applaud you. Um, but I realize that for me, at least, when I get to that destination, um, I or I just stop to just look at my surroundings. I always get humbled every single time because seeing that reminds me always of how just small and insignificant I am to the one who actually created it all, if that makes sense. So rather than me thinking that I am you know, this person and the world looks so small because all these little houses look like Monopoly pieces or something, You know, that I feel like I'm on top of the world. In fact, it's completely opposite for me, where I just feel so insignificant compared to everything and all that is around me, and that's been created, you know, for me. Um, Now, I don't know, what about you guys, right? Maybe nature isn't your thing. Um, Maybe it doesn't really phase you at all. Um, And that's okay, because I think this is just one of the ways of acknowledging God's power, Um, But to those people, I would like to just share. um, Recently, I read through a book in one of my theology classes, and it's called The Doctrine of Creation. And it's by Ashford and Bartholomew. And the authors worded very well why understanding God's power is central to living in this modern world. And they write, The doctrine of creation and God's omnipotence has a vital role to play. It reminds us that we as creatures have real power but that power is not limitless and it can be radically misdirected. Right? Let me read that again. It reminds us that we as creatures have real power, but that power is not limitless and it can be radically misdirected. So the doctrine alerts us to the importance of limits that we need to respect if we wish to flourish, and flourish meaning in the Christian sense. So I know this was like super short, right? Hope you guys are grateful for it. <laughs> so the next time you go out you know, on a walk or you get to come across some beautiful view, like a, the most beautiful horizon or the most beautiful sunset, sunrise, I don't know, the most vibrant you know, double rainbow because I've seen some real beautiful rainbows, um, will you take a pause? You know, will you just just kind of sit there and take a pause? First soak it all in. You know, soak in the artistry. Soak in that masterpiece that God has created. And then acknowledge, acknowledge the one who created it, not only because he had the power to do it, but because he already had the power from the very beginning, even before he had to even speak it. So let's pray.